A reading from Galatians, the fourth chapter, verses 12 through 31. Brothers, I entreat you, become as I am, for I also have become as you are. You did me no wrong. You know it was because of a bodily ailment that I preached the gospel to you at first, and though my condition was a trial to you, you did not scorn or despise me, but received me as an angel of God, as Christ Jesus. What then has become of the blessing you felt? For I testify to you that, if possible, you would have gouged out your eyes and given them to me. Have I then become your enemy by telling you the truth? They make much of you, but for no good purpose. They want to shut you out, that you may make much of them. It is always good to be made much of for a good purpose, and not only when I am present with you. My little children, for whom I am again in anguish of childbirth until Christ is formed in you, I wish I could be present with you now and change my tone, for I am perplexed about you. Tell me, you who desire to be under the law, do you not listen to the law? For it is written that Abraham had two sons, one by a slave woman and one by a free woman. But the son of the slave woman was born according to the flesh, while the son of the free woman was born through promise. Now this may be interpreted allegorically. These women are two covenants. One is from Mount Sinai, bearing children for slavery. She is Hagar. Now Hagar is Mount Sinai in Arabia. She corresponds to the present Jerusalem, for she is in slavery with her children. But the Jerusalem above is free, and she is our mother, for it is written, Rejoice, O barren one who does not bear, break forth and cry aloud, you who are not in labor, for the children of the desolate one will be more than those of the one who has a husband. Now you brothers, like Isaac, are children of promise. But just as at that time he who was born according to the flesh persecuted him who was born according to the Spirit, so also it is now. But what does the Scripture say? Cast out the slave woman and her son, for the son of the slave woman shall not inherit with the son of the free woman. So, brothers, we are not children of the slave, but children of the free woman. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. For our meditation on God's Word, we welcome Pastor David Andrus, St. Paul's Lutheran Church, St. Louis, Missouri. Grace be to you and peace from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. A situation happens in so many realms of life, we don't often like to admit it even. A child goes away to college, and when they come home after that education, Parents are surprised at the things their children are espousing and holding to. Political views, spiritual views, things that the parents never thought their children would believe, even things that the parents warned the children about. How did you get so brainwashed, they will ask. It can happen in simple things, too. A family member moves away to a different city, and though they were raised holding to one team in sports, they go to this other city where there is another team in the same sport. And all of a sudden, after a couple of years, their allegiance, their following, their cheering switches to the team. 
And when families get then together at the holidays, they're surprised at how the allegiance changed and how could you do that? And sometimes big fights can occur. This is kind of what Paul was facing, but in a more serious and a far more critical situation as he was writing to the Galatians. He had spoken to them many times about the gospel. In our section of chapter 4, in verses uh, 12 through 15, he relates how he was with them. Because of a medical illness, he was recovering under their help. They were generous to him. They heard the gospel because of this connection. They believed. But now he hears they've stopped believing in the gospel, that news of Jesus who saves us by his death and resurrection, and are holding to a different way of salvation through keeping the law. He's shocked and astonished. even goes to the point of saying he's in pain like a mother in childbirth, trying to help them come to the knowledge once again that one is saved by what Jesus did. You might say another rebirth, if such a thing can happen from the rebirth. These people were listening to the Judaizers that by keeping the law, they can be saved. Paul uses the very law in the broad sense that they are hearing against them to help explain it can't be that way. In our last part of this section, Abraham and Sarah were looking for an heir. They could have no children of their own, so it seemed. And so Sarah suggested that Abraham take Hagar, her, his, her maiden, and have a child. And so they did. And so Ishmael was born. But God said, no, it's not just an earthly inheritance. This is a spiritual inheritance of salvation that I am also providing so that you might believe in me and be saved. And it will be through the promise. And though Sarah was barren and could have no children, earthly speaking, she did. Because God stepped in and did something. That's really what Paul's message is. God stepping in and doing something. Our salvation. That's what Jesus did on the cross. Paying for our sins. Taking them away. It's not our actions, but God's actions. It's clear. It's simple. We're probably not in our heads. We are in full agreement with what is said. And yet, if we stop there, we are like those of Galatia who are not paying close attention. Look again at your life, even as I look again at my life. Is my own piety, is my effort of trying to be a good person, just to be a nice person, getting in the way of my salvation? For that's what Paul is challenging us. It can so easily and quickly happen. Today, as you go about your day, ask yourself, am I seeking to serve God and man because this is the way I want to get to heaven? Or am I doing it out of a thankful heart because of what Jesus has done for me? Hold to the promise, not the law. We thank Pastor David Andrus for this meditation on God's Word. 